It's episode seven of The Platformers. My name is Brian Barnett. I'm Chris Shriver. And I'm Martin Glossy. So what have you guys been playing this week? Let's start it strong. Let's see what's going on. Got into that uh, No Man's Sky that these ooh, kids ooh, are playing. Ooh, the No Mansky. No Mansky. Seems like a lot of people have been getting into that recently. It's uh, It's a thing. I still don't know what it is. I don't really know what I think about it yet. Ask, ask me if I like it. Do you like it, Marty? Marty, uh, do you like it? Uh, 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 <laughs> okay, see, see, last uh, week you talked about it, and the way that you talked about it made me think, oh, man, I got to go out and buy this game immediately and I get into it. I am so sorry for Did that. you end up buying it? I did not end up buying okay. it. Okay. And Why all I know is that when I've been looking out on Twitter, I've seen a lot of... Uh, I follow uh, Ryan McCaffrey from IGN. Mm, mm-hmm. I like his work. He does really fantastic interviews and things like that. Yeah, good um, dude. Plus, his Xbox coverage is second to none in my Unparalleled. opinion. Um, yeah, he's been covering it forever. Yeah, so I met him when we were in SF and got to talk to him for a while, and he's a real stand-up guy. He's a really cool guy. Uh, so he... Basically, all I've seen is like a steady stream of people doing what's called the McCaffrey Maneuver, <laughs> which is landing on a planet on basically nothing. And so, like, they'll land, and they'll actually... They'll accidentally land on, like, the top of a tree. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Or, I didn't like, know you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, like, completely ridiculous. <laughs> Apparently, he did it when he was streaming the game for IGN uh, by accident. And then, since then, everybody's just been tweeting him pictures of them, like, parked on top of stuff that shouldn't be possible. <laughs> just random, random... Hashtag... Spaceship. Hashtag McCaffrey Maneuver. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I think is awesome. And then I saw the one uh, the one video that somebody sent out that was like the the hype for No Man's Sky or like the what we thought No Man's Sky would be. And then it's like looking out and there's like a lush environment and a bunch of dinosaur looking creatures and a bunch of beasts like that. And then it's like what the reality is. And then it's like one upright looking donkey thing just like oh meandering God. up and down. The like best part about wings. that is. Yeah, the best part about that you can is talk about the, the music? soundtrack. Yeah, go yeah. for it. I couldn't find him over the video. I only found the GIF. Oh. It was right underneath it. It was right oh. underneath it. Um, there was a there was a link, and somebody put the Jurassic Park music to it, <laughs> where it was like all regal, when and like panning, and they're like, "Welcome to Jurassic Park." <laughs> do, 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 do. And it's like this lush thing, and then and then they they snap cut to the awkward looking goat person and it's somebody playing it on like recorder yeah it's like a harmonica (laughs) oh yeah it was a harmonica yeah yeah. it was awful it was really bad it was fantastic you gotta look it up so yeah that's pretty much no man's sky like i i really dove into it and it's it's awesome for what it is but uh it's like it's a game that i keep going back to and i don't know why and i think that's the sign of a a good game but it's not I wouldn't say it's a great game like it's fine Mm. it's fun it's really enjoyable to discover new things but like it's it's like Minecraft alpha version 0001 yeah like there Mm. is nothing like this game might be amazing in like two years that's what I'm hoping like right like I really want down the road like as they start to patch it you know and we saw the if anybody had seen the the original patch notes for uh 1.03 1.03 I think is what it is yeah um, like when the game launched how they just completely revamped like everything in it yeah um, and systems. I said it today in the Twitch chat or the Twitter chat um, that we have um, there's a video of Sean Murray on uh, Stephen Colbert 
and he's playing the game for him and the ui is like completely different and like there's something yep. about like the color seems like you know a little bit more vibrant like there's certain changes that i feel like they made like right at the last second and i don't know i mean i'm hoping that it really starts to evolve as time goes on but yeah i feel like the see. game yeah i feel like they've been working on just what the the core is you know like and it i get that it's a small team and it's taken them five years but now that they have this really strong foundation i think they can really improve upon that and make something yeah. very special the first thing that i thought of like probably an hour and a half into the game was um the first time that i played the order 1886 when I was walking around and I was like, oh my god, this game is... I can't believe I, I haven't read anybody or heard anybody talking about this yet. Um, where, like, oh my god, like, look at the effects and all this stuff. And it's like, you're playing a movie and whatever. And it's like, that's all great, but it's almost like they forgot to make a game. Like, yeah. they spent so much time on this engine that, like, they almost forgot to make a game. Um, and yeah. really, what's funny is, Brian, you actually brought up last week could you land on a planet and then just stay there and how would it turn out and marty said well it would probably be really boring that is all i've done since i got the game i landed on i did the starter planet i went to another one and i haven't left i've been trying to discover every single thing on it and you're right it's really boring uh, and I, I don't know i just see i've tried to do that as well because you get rewarded credits right credits right are, the the heart of the game more or less like the game is almost a trading money sim. over everything yeah but it's very <laughs> but there's no like real system that rewards you like you buy new you can buy new spaceships from any alien that you see you can just walk up to their ship and be like hey i would like to make an offer on your ship and so so okay, buying a new a ship question. gives you yeah go ahead you're just one person if you buy all these ships, what the heck do you do with them? You just leave your ship wherever yeah, it was at? absolutely. Yep. When you buy a new ship, you just abandon your old ship, which is super weird to me. Like, it seems... I mean, it makes sense. You can't take it with... You can't fly two ships at once. Yeah, well, but you think thing. you you're could sell it or scrap it or... And no, you're just like, yeah, this ship's just going to sit in this hangar of this uh, space station for the next millennia, I guess. And it's just going to hang out there, and that's fine. Like, it's super awkward for me there. But, so um, are they going to have a weird No Man's Sky storage wars? Right, where it's just tons of <laughs> ships. Like, where it's just like, dude, this, this guy left this this guy left his spaceship here, and he never yep, came back for it. Yep. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, I, the game the game is really solid for what it is. But there's there's little things like while you're in the ship, it actually doesn't render your ship. So like you just it renders the cockpit doesn't render the rest of the ship. Oh, So it's yeah. like, how do we have these... Like, this is a multiplayer game, essentially, but it's so not. And I feel like they were kind of disingenuous about that. Like, the fact well, that they people also, couldn't see each other. Yeah, the, on that planet, they couldn't see each other at all. So I'm like, so maybe it doesn't matter, because if you're flying through space, you're not going to pass anybody, because you may, you may be literally on top of them, and they're not going to be able to see you. Did mm -hmm. you guys see... So after that happened, everybody started tweeting at Sean Murray, and they were like, oh my god, what happened? You said that, like we'd be able to see each other. <laughs> and he was basically just like, wow, two people like went on the same planet. That's yeah. crazy. And he just completely avoided the question. We never thought that would happen. <laughs> He's like, nobody Oops. expected that to happen. We, we made this universe so big so that nobody could ever find each other. And yeah. you guys did. Whoops. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> mm -hmm. We didn't test literally any of this garbage because we didn't think you'd ever do it. <laughs> it's see. And that's now, I'm not saying, yeah, that's not I'm not saying it's not, it's not for yeah. it because it's, but, 
It's amazing. fun to say, but yeah. like I'm sure that they probably did that sort of thing. Now the funny thing is, is that I heard, um, I heard uh, Anthony Carboni was on uh, Hot Pepper Gaming. I don't know if you guys have, have watched that. Yeah, at a little all. bit. It's Didn't really he do, funny. He did it for No Man's Sky, right? He did it for No Man's Sky, and the point that that he that he made that I kind of came away with, which actually kind of spoke more to me than a lot that other people have said, is that it's basically 85 percent of it is every other survival game that you've ever played. And the 15% that separates it is what really makes No Man's Sky No Man's Sky. And he said that, that that... So it's basically Minecraft or Don't Starve or like all of those other survival games except for the 15% that is you flying around. Now, personally, I, I think that 15... Like that. That. I, I think that 15%, if that's the case, obviously you guys can both speak way more to this than I can. If that's the case, the 15% is what had me interested in No Man's Sky because I don't care at all about Minecraft. I don't care at all about uh, about Don't Starve. The only survival game that I've ever played that did anything for me was The Long Dark, um, which I think is still in uh, in game preview on Xbox and in um, early access on Steam or you know something like that. But I really enjoyed it, and it was it was like half the art style and half the kind of intuitive and intriguing nature where you you basically you're a, you're a you're a pilot and you're flying over Canada and something happens cataclysmically to the world uh, and basically you crash land and you have to try to stay warm and you crash and you're just in your pilot gear is that the wolf you're not game more or less it's the one that the one where yeah where the cover of it has like the guy with the axe and then there's a wolf in front of you yeah yeah, yeah. so like it's really cool i wish like so much that no man's sky would have been even more survivally like it's cool because your ship needs fuel and your life suit needs fuel and your gun needs fuel and all this but it doesn't ever feel hectic to me. So it feels more like inventory management than survival. It's inventory management sort of the game with unreal beautiful moments sprinkled through. And that's what mm. it is. Mm. And that's fine. Like that's cool, but it's just so it almost feels empty, like Chris was saying, like they almost forgot to make the game. But I'm so intrigued by the way that they've talked about it and going forward, I feel like there's so much they can do to make this really rich world, even though there's there's nothing populating the world almost. No, I, I definitely agree. And like, well, and I even said my first tweet as soon as I uh, I finished playing it uh, for the first like two hours or whatever, it was like, how would I describe this game? Surprisingly stressful because there the inventory, like the the amount of stuff you can carry is so low. Like, yeah, it's hardly anything at all, and then I'm con- they're constantly telling you like, oh, your life support. Guess what? You're starting. You're dying. Like, oh, and you're freezing to death at the same time, and it's just constantly happening. And the whole time, I'm just like, oh my god, like what do I do? <laughs> See, and I, I kind of disagree. So is it a roguelike? No, I mean, so like if you die, you got to start all over. If you die, it marks where you died in the world, and you just spawn at like a space station or the last point that, like, when you land and do certain actions, it's like load point saved or something and then when you die you come back there with your ship but you're in if your ship blows up your inventory is gone and obviously you're in your ship you can't i don't think your ship can blow up if you're not in it so your inventory is gone and you can go find that and get it back but if you die your ship's inventory is fine but you have to go get your inventory um and it's all Weird. still there it's fine it's just like going and recovering a backpack or whatever you want to call it um yeah. and see chris like i agree at first i was extremely like 
oh my god, like, my life support's running out. Oh my god, my, you know, I, I'm too hot or I'm too cold. But then as I started to play, I realized, like, those systems take so long to... They do. ...wreak they do. any amount of real danger. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, it's like, oh, five plutonium and your, sh- your environmental controls all the way full. Yeah. And, and I didn't realize that at how, first. Yeah. How hard is it to find five plutonium? It's, it's, everywhere. it's everywhere. It's all On every place. planet. Yeah. Giant red crystals on every single planet. Yeah. Which I get, like, you need that. Like, here's hoping nobody develops the technology to build a nuclear device. I mean, you would, this, unless it was me. Because <laughs> all this plutonium, plutonium all over the place. Let's hope Dr. Emmett Brown doesn't find his way out to any of these planets. I mean, it's better than dealing traveling with all, all over the, the, place. the terrorists at the beginning of, you know. Oh, yeah. He's not gonna. He wouldn't have had to deal with the Libyans, you know, to get that plutonium. You know. They found me, Marty. I don't know how, but they found me. I don't know how, but they found me. So, uh, by the way, by the way, sh- quick shout out to one of the best trilogies of all time. I just gotta say, Back to the so, Future. I don't know if you guys have seen it recently. That stuff holds up. Oh, it holds up. Oh, it holds up. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was way too young to watch it when it came out, and I've only seen it in retrospect, and it's still great. Don't oh, worry. so good. That's what so, okay. the '80s are to me. Is yeah. Oh, absolutely! Back to I love, I love it when, he, when he goes back in time and he's still wearing like his uh, his sleeveless uh, like Vest. puffy jacket, yeah. and they go back and they're they're like, is there <laughs> is there a lot of water? Is there a lot of water in the future? Is that why you're wearing a life preserver? <laughs> so good. Anyway, so I, so I got a question because I'm kind of, of of two minds about the whole No Man's Sky development. Maybe it'll be better later. Maybe it'll be different later. Type of thing. Yeah. My first instinct was. To get on this game uh, early, because the longer we go, the more stuff's going to have been discovered, the less of the discovery that I can do for myself. Yeah, absolutely. And that seems to me to be a really cool part. Like, I don't want to get to it, and and I don't want to, like, load into the game, start on the starter planet, which I'm guessing has to be a new planet for you? I, would, I think I would it is. So. Yeah. yeah. I think it just they, starts I, in some and random then, area. I'm guessing and then fly would, yeah. to the next planet and be like planet Starbucks and then the next one is like planet Wendy's and then the next <laughs> one is like planet Big Mac you know I, I'm not saying that you know some weirdo can't just go and name things after his favorite fast food restaurants <laughs> that's fine to each their own you know you're never to each their own you're never gonna have that experience yeah you like, won't the, the fact that those people found each other like I get why Sean Murray was like what in the world they really like, did not think astronomical. it be possible yeah yeah but the the I think that probably had something more to do with the algorithm than actual odds I would assume yeah um, starting people in a similar similar area but with the way that the universe is set up like you will not find planets that other people have been to like that's just not really gonna happen that often <laughs> if ever and so like it might and that's cool but you're never going to have that experience of like, oh, somebody's been to everything that I've done before. But it's, it is repetitive. So like you will. It's very you, repetitive. If you wait and see a lot. So you think I should wait? I don't know. Like if you wait and see a lot, it's going to be like, oh, well, I've seen all this online. You know what I mean? But well, like if you discover I mean, now, it's going to be very discovery oriented. So I think it's totally it, on it's, you. It's it's mostly incidental. I'm not going out of my way to discover any of this. Mm-hmm. I, to be perfectly honest, No Man's Sky never... The, it, the, in the presentations, the moments that really grabbed me were like the end of Men in Black moment, where he's just like, and I'm going to 
I'm on this planet and I'm going to fly up into outer space and to this other planet. And then he just like zoomed out and then just kept zooming out and kept yeah. zooming out. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. This is the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. And if it's empty and, and, and you know, mostly devoid of life, it's very similar to the way that our universe is. Yeah, absolutely. Now, granted, like, you know, we play video games. Some people play video games for escapism or to experience things that they could not experience in real life. That's one of the main things that I do. I don't, I don't like playing games about, like, rock climbing or scuba diving because I've done that stuff. Like I wanna, I wanna do, I wanna play games to experience something that I never could, like being Batman or like going to space. Like I'm never gonna go to space. Hey, but I can do it in never. a game. I'm going to space. You coming, Chris? But you could totally be Batman. You could think yeah, about it. I could totally be. I don't have the martial arts chops to be Batman. Plus, look at me. <laughs> Climb a mountain, me. bro. I'm not built like that. Climb a mountain. I say you're you old. I know these biceps are, are big and impressive, but you know that doesn't mean that I you know that I can punch through a brick wall or audio listeners know, make they're not, they're not make make people swear to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, but you know yeah, anyway, no, I get it. So so maybe I will wait. I guess Who so. Knows? I guess my two cents. Like I was talking to my boss about it today. Um, we were kind of. I was kind of equating it to how I think, or how really how Destiny has been going. Um, with when you think about like the first six months of when destiny was out i played that game probably three hours a night every night you know constantly grinding the same thing doing this like monotonous work over and over again and i kind of get that same feeling with no man's sky and in the same light i kind of get the feeling where even though right now i'm not playing it i'm thinking about it like i'm constantly like oh what i wonder if i tried doing this like maybe yeah you know, it it would improve the experience or change uh, it up at least, right? Yeah, it would make me upgrade, you know, more quickly or whatever. But it's the probably the first game since Destiny that's made me do that. That's awesome. Like, I guess my problem uh, with No Man's Sky compared to like Destiny, you brought up an excellent point. Destiny for me, same thing. I grinded so much Destiny. It's not even funny. Like, put so many hours. I was like five hundred hours, you know, in the first two months you know before like with the raid and stuff like it was all consuming and i guess in destiny i felt like there was a goal i felt like there was like if i do this i'm gonna get to this right like right oh i want i want the iron banner rep for this or i want you know i want to do the raid because i know this drops from this guy or oh my my light level's almost there like oh my friends have higher light levels but in no man's sky there's no goal at all there's no like the center of the universe thread, like it's not intrig- intri- intriguing at all. I guess like it doesn't really like. You're not interested in what's in the what's in the center of the universe. No, because like it, it's you not going to affect gameplay. Peter Molyneux. It might be Peter Molyneux, <laughs> and his cute. I'm here to announce goddess. And he's going to change your life when you get to the center of the universe. <laughs> that was a good Peter Molyneux, Chris. Thank you. I just yeah, that's pretty good. I just <laughs> have no aspiration to get to the middle. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing driving me compared to every other game out look marty it's it's really very simple uh you get to the center of the universe and it's it's going to be the greatest thing ever it's we took this incredibly complex idea and we made it simpler for stupid humans like you to understand (laughs) this is like an apple presentation presented by peter molyneux it's amazing with the iphone 7s 
right? You can get to the center <laughs> of the universe extremely quickly. It prints anyway. toilet paper. <laughs> oh, I want that now. <laughs> Could you imagine? You're like, oh, I'm out of toilet paper. Thank God I have my phone on me. If only. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm feeling... <sighs> One last thing I'll say on No Man's Sky, and then we can move on for sure. Um, I wanted Star Trek, and I didn't <laughs> even come close. Like, well, I wanted... Everyone was like... It's an explore. It's an exploration game. It's space. It's beautiful. It's it's vast, and that harkens to Star Trek ten times out of ten. And there's no like. And I get that like, I, that was my fault, right? That nobody said that, but the way they described it made it, I guess, come to that in my mind. And to and find like I said, new life forms, exactly, new civilizations, <laughs> the final frontier. <laughs> bro, can we go where no man had gone before? <laughs> Isn't that amazing though? Like that's you just described No yeah. Man's Sky, like yeah. literally, like you go where no man has gone before. You find these new interesting uh, things, but like I'm just like, I mean, it, boop, it's boop. just I'm gonna take zoom away the, in on you and take away you. the new civilizations. Boop, boop. It's just it's just new. It's just new Creatures. life forms. Yeah, and like, I mean, there's even new civilizations. Like, on every planet you land on, there's like... Joe Schmo in his trading shack with his beak and his weird head. And like, uh, The first thing that I would be is like, dude, why are you here? There's literally nobody for a hundred thousand light years. Except like, there I is. Just, I, just, I, just, I just showed up because I just was born on this weird planet near here. I, I guess, can't remember how I got there or how I piloted a ship. Water's on this planet, so I showed up. Yeah, right? I guess I have another problem. I said one more thing. I lied. I'm a dirty liar. I'm sorry. <laughs> like six out of ten on this planet. Too much water, man. <laughs> you land on every planet, and there's trading posts on every planet, and it's one dude sitting at a computer typing away on every planet, and there's like a lot of these on every planet that I've seen so far. There's no cities. There's no like two people, two aliens. Never. I have ever, never, never seen them in the same room. So, like, this is a universe... Who's paying that guy? This is a ridiculous franchise. Right? There's a, there's, there's a universe of people hanging out in rooms by themselves, doing nothing, tapping away on a screen, maybe, endlessly. And, like, that's cool to discover, but, like, I could not imagine if I landed on a planet and there was a city. Like, that would be so awesome to be like, there's just straight up a civilization here. Nope. Like it's yeah, just, none of them are that way. At least yeah. Well, I mean, what? you've only been to two two planets. It sounds like. Well, yeah. But <laughs> but like it, every planet that I've landed on, it's like go over there for the trading post, and there's an abandoned building there, and there's another trading post over there, and that's the planet. And like I've been to you know thirty forty planets, and it's just that every planet, and there's a space station in every solar system that you can go to, and it's one dude in the space station <laughs> chilling. So who is building all these space stations? <laughs> there's like three races of like omnipotent aliens that aren't un- omnipotent. They're like we've explored the entire galaxy, and we decided to build trading posts. Like we don't have a city. It's we so don't have like. Anything, yeah. So it's just there's no story explanation at all for why these weird no. people are just story? sitting on one Brian, planet. Brian, story? this game what? literally starts out, and you like, like there's nothing. I I can't remember the other than Destiny's probably the last one. I can't think of another game where it literally just drops you in and they're just like, "Welcome to the game. This is it. Yeah, this yeah, is what like, you get. You land or you there, and there's like a floating red cube amorphous object, and it's like." Hello, you feel the game? 
Yeah, yeah. It's like you feel a urge to go to the center of the galaxy. Goodbye. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's it. Okay, I so guess it, I'm going to the center of the so galaxy it, then. Don't tell me how I feel. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, and and there's two options. You can be like, yeah, that sounds good, or. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna go my own way. No, you know what? You know what? I don't really care about the center of the universe or anything. And it's like it's kind of like religious too. It's like you feel that your creator is uh, staring at you through this void of this red cube. Do you choose to go with it? And I'm like, yeah, sure, that's great. And then it's like, oh, that that's it. Find some uranium. All right, cool. <laughs> Granted, there's no uranium <laughs> your, in the game. The, but your creator told you go find uranium. Yeah, exactly. Go find uranium, Marty. I need uranium. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes, Sean Murray. I will. <laughs> he is my creator now. <laughs> so yeah, like I just—it's a great game. That's not a game. That's not great. So I don't even know. Talk to me in a while, I guess. I'll figure I'm it Peter out. I'm Peter Molyneux, and I've hijacked this game. <laughs> I'm now your creator. He was just I'm chilling. I'm the uranium. That he was hanging out at Hello, Hello Games. <laughs> Being like, look, 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 guys. You made a great like a, game. Like a, Get rid of all of it. Go to the center like of the blue blob. A blue blob shows up, and it's like, hello, Marty. <laughs> I'm Peter Molyneux. <laughs> we, we've exhausted Peter Molyneux. I like it. So we can never make another Peter Molyneux serve, joke on this podcast. Serve me now. Ignore Sean Murray. He's lying to you. Could you imagine? I like it. Don't this, listen to the lying Sean Murray. I'm Peter Molyneux. This game would do well with a good old Peter Molyneux twist, I feel like. Get a little fable oh. up in here. Not all, not, none, twist. Of that, none of that new school Peter Molyneux. Let's get that old school Peter Molyneux. But anyway, oh. we've we've exhausted the topic. Yes. So what, what, yeah, what else have you been playing, Christopherson? Um, so I tried good out goose. that Pokemon Uranium. Oh, buddy. Yeah. I was very so, impressed. So did I. Very, very impressed. So did I. What'd you think of it? I, it's very interesting. It is definitely the darkest story so far. Oh, dude, it's, it's awesome. Uh, it's for adults, yeah. yeah. It's really good. It's really good. Um, and also, I like how you don't get to pick your starter. You answer questions, and they determine what sort of a trainer that you're going to be, and then that is how they determine how you get your starter. Yeah. yeah. So let cool. me just preface this whole thing real quick. Pokemon sure. Uranium is a, um, it's like a community fan project. It's been in development for nine years. Um, these people just posted it on the internet. They said, here you go, you know, love you guys. And then uh, Nintendo came out and they were basically like, get it off the internet. But you can still find it. It's on like YouTube and stuff. Yeah, um, I think we mentioned that last week. Yeah, but it has like 150 new Pokemon. Um, but you can download it. It runs on Windows. Um but the one thing, Brian, that I noticed when you do that, like they, so you you take what it's an aptitude test when you're talking to the Pokemon professor, yeah, and it's like, you know, what kind of trainer are you going to be, and at the end when it picks it for you, it says, okay, I accept my thing, and then the other option says, wait, what? And I think if you click that, then you get to just pick whatever starter you want instead of having it pick for you. My friend, did you actually did you had do to that? I, I just accepted. He he! I think he did that because he was telling me like he replayed the entire first. It's like twenty uh, minutes part or to get an, yeah to get another uh, Pokemon because he didn't like the one that I picked for. <laughs> so now, like now which so which one did you get? I got um it's the Raptor one. Uh, oh, Raptor interesting! Which? My rival got that one. Okay, nice. Now which one did you pick? The water one. I I I didn't pick it. They just or, gave well, yeah. me, they gave me one, and it's it's a water electric type. Okay. Cool. Um, I feel like it's way more uh, ingenuitive. 
that yeah. Pokemon's almost never been. So. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, there are little yeah. things that make it really interesting. Like, in, typically your rival will always get the the type that's going to beat you. Um, this one, at least in my game, I don't know if it's the same for you, Bri. Like, they... I had the fire they one. They get the one that you're him. strong against. Yeah, so... Yeah. He I got... That was the, cool. my, my rival got the Raptor, and then I used Water Gun and freaking wrecked his shop. Oh, yeah. And and then, of course, you know, you're... you're your rival's a little bit different in this game because I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't even know if he's going to be your rival. But the 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 place that is usually occupied by the rival that you'll be fighting regularly throughout the whole game is it's like a little kid, um, and so you know you you win the first uh, the first battle right after you guys get your Pokemon, and uh, and he like starts bawling and goes and locks himself up in his room like he's really like distraught by that because he wanted to be the very best and he answers his like no matter how you answer your questions he answers his questions very aggressively like he wants to be the best trainer he wants to beat everybody he wants to have the strongest pokemon like that sort of a thing yeah very yeah exactly that was actually one of the options like no one ever was uh yeah it's like it's like do you want to like the first line of like what do you want to do as a trainer and like the first line is like i want to be the very best so it's like it's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah it, uh, I, I, it's very fan made. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But in a good way. It doesn't. Yeah, go overt, it's not. Right? It doesn't like overstay its welcome. It does a very good job at just kind of like, oh, here's this thing we love it. Nod to it. Okay, move on. <laughs> so let's there talk about. Certain, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, there's certain areas where like I feel like the quality is just. It's like to the level of like any of the Pokemon games that Nintendo's put out. Oh, yeah. And then there are other areas where, um, there are, like, other areas where it kind of shows through that it's fan-made. Like, like when you get hit or when you hit, like, it's, like, very abrupt. Like, it just kind of, like, flashes, the health bar goes down and stuff. It doesn't go down smoothly or stuff like that. Like, it's very... Yeah. There, there are, like, areas, like, here and there, but, like, overall, the, the production value is, like, very high. Yeah, it looks What's great. Up? What's interesting is, yeah. like, it's the first time in a a while probably since like ruby and sapphire that i've actually like while i'm going through the early stages of the game and you're catching like your pidgey equivalent kind of pokemon that every single time that i encounter a new one i'm like wow he's a cool design like i'm actually like impressed with yeah you yeah. know a lot of the character models that they have in there yeah um and then the other thing i picked up on which i thought was interesting and weird but um all of the music, whenever you travel from town to town or anything like that, um, you know, typically every every Pokemon game you go to a new town, it has a different song. Yeah. Um, all of that is orchestral. I assume it's just like a MIDI file or, or whatever that they're like, or they made it in GarageBand or something. Um, but the battle music is the only chip tune <laughs> that I've been able to find so far, or That's at least that cool, I though. noted down. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's cool that they went back and and added that though. Yeah. Like they they kept it, but they kind of fresh refreshed it. Yeah, they like make it their modern. own. Yeah, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I haven't been to a lot of towns, so I, I I haven't really experienced that. But uh, I did think it was interesting that like some of the music has been repurposed from other games, and others are original. Yeah, which is totally fine. Like I like the the title screen. I was like, oh, this is obviously like from this game. You know, and then, uh, you know, and then there was other stuff, and I was like, well, this is new, and this is new, and the battle music is new, and... The battle music the is cries, awesome. The cries, they made cries for the Pokemon that are new. That's yep. awesome. Um, you know, so it's... There's a, obviously a lot of love that went into this game. Whoever made it is, like, really good. They know what's yeah. up. Um, 
and Hopefully not only that, a, but it's uh, like future. it's like it's refreshing to be able to play a Pokemon game that doesn't just do the exact same thing. I mean, it it's the same sort of game and it's played the same way, but like the UI changes that they did, I thought were really really good. Um, just like the I don't fact know, that you just, get running shoes like right away, yeah, yeah, stuff like you that. Go downstairs and you're a lot better. Your aunt gives you running shoes immediately. Yeah, um, and like battling it's, is it's really good. quick. It's, there's yes. not a whole lot of delay in that. Um, yeah. Like, you don't even have to hold anything down. It's just like, oh, this happened, this happened. Yeah, That's cool. Yep. The thing that I was trying to say, too, the, the one gripe that I have is, why can you not full screen it? I noticed yeah. that, yeah. There's you can make that, it bigger, and also but you, can't, yeah, but you, like, can't use a, uh, you can't use a controller, which the, has been my, one of my big goofs. Yeah. See, that's, that's fine for me. Like, I usually don't mind a keyboard. Like, I'm not taking anything away from it, but, like, the fact that you can't full screen it to me is so weird. Like, I, I feel I, like no, is I thought it, the that same they're thing. hiding something, which is fine. Like, I, I totally get it if they gotta, like, hide, you know, the the res or whatever, but, like, it's it's it takes me out of it a little bit. It's it's like a Game Boy game. Like, there's no... It's not... It's not... Well, and that's you know, the thing. Some like, beautiful game. A lot of it no, seems it's like... pretty, it's, though. No, but a lot of it seems like it's scaled off of, like... Have you guys ever played any, um, like, rip-off Pokemon ROMs that are out there? I haven't. So, like, typically... This is my first one. Okay. So, typically, they're, like, they're built off of, um, like, there's one that I, I can't even remember the name of it, but it was off of, like, Pokemon Crystal, and they literally just take the ROM, and they will, like, rename Pokemon, and that's all they do. And, like, it's okay. a really, okay. really cheaply made thing. Um, this almost seems like they kind of did that. But instead, they just kind of like bundled in almost like the emulator and the ROM, and okay. then just like modify That's, the assets so and it, then just build their own game on top of it. So it actually might be like running an emulator instead I, of it being an app for Windows. I wouldn't be surprised if that's okay. what it's doing. I could see that. I could. See it that. kind of feels like that. So that's that sounds plausible. It's and just, then when it's you so frustrating. Yeah, and when you like make the screen bigger, you can actually see like the pixels aren't crisp when you, especially when you go like the max size. Like it does mm -hmm. get kind of blurry. Okay, so maybe that's like I said, why they needed to. They want to maintain the quality. Yeah, which okay. which I get. That's fine. But anyway, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nice what are you playing, Brian? Uh, so I, I was playing through a while ago. I started playing through the Mega Man games. Uh, okay. Because I played them. I played them a lot when I was a kid, but I was never able to beat any of them. Um, so I went back and starting with Mega Man One, I wanted to be able to play through and beat all of the games in the Legacy Collection. So I, I started with one, went through, worked really hard, beat it. <laughs> Started two, worked through, uh, got stuck a little bit uh, on the on uh, you know on one of the bosses. Came back later, was able to do it. Not that much later, like a couple of days or what have you. Uh, then went through Mega Man three, got to I can't remember which uh, Dr. Wily stage it was, but it was the one that ends with Yellow Devil. And I don't know if you guys know anything about Yellow Devil in Mega Man. In Mega Yellow Man three, Devil, you mean? Yellow Devil in any of the Mega Man Oh, well, games. yeah, yeah. He's also in Smash Brothers on the Mega Man stage. Uh, he's a giant yellow, like, Goliath with, like, uh, like, a Cyclops eye and stuff like that. Basically, what happens is you go in, like, like in every boss uh, fight in Mega Man, you walk in, the door locks behind you, and there's a boss in there, and you gotta fight him. In this one, in, in the Yellow Devil fight, you walk in, and there's nobody in there. Uh... 
and then all of a sudden these yellow orbs start flying from the other side of the screen. And you have to dodge them because they do a lot of damage if they hit you. And basically they start to form this giant yellow monster on the right hand side of the screen. Once it fully forms, his eye opens, at which point he's vulnerable. He shoots one shot at you or two, closes his eye, at which point he becomes invincible again, and then starts little bit by little bit flashing across the screen uh, and reforming on the other side of the room, at which point he will open up his eye, which is the only time he's vulnerable, and then shoot you again. And it just does that over and over again until you're dead or you beat him, and he's really, really hard. So is this your first time doing Yellow Devil? He's in one of the earlier games. Because there's an exploit. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I thought he was in one. Because do you know about the exploit in one? Where you do Elec Man's weapon and then you just pause, 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 pause. Yes. You can't do that in this one. Okay. But he does have a pattern. What is this? What's that? This is Mega Man 3. 3, okay. Yeah, yeah, you saw it. Yeah, Mega Man 3. In Mega Man 1, I beat him that way. Yeah. Where you you do the select, 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 select. And then as long as the Elec Man's electricity beam is touching his eye it keeps ticking the damage. And you can beat him in, like, two shots if you just keep pausing it. Yeah. I like that. You can't do that in this one. You have to beat him legit. But he does have, like, a consistent pattern. What's that? He does have, like, a... Okay, okay. He has a consistent pattern. It's just I kept getting hit by these things. And for whatever reason, uh, I just just could not get past him. Well, it's been a couple of months since then, and I was just like, you know what? I want to play it. So I pulled it up on, uh, on Xbox... I have the Legacy Collection on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled it up, loaded up the save, walked forward one step, loaded into the room. He started warping across the screen, and I beat him. Like, first try? For, first try back. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and then I went forward and beat the rest of the Dr. Wily stages. Um, died once on, I think, on the first phase of Dr. Wily. And then I ended up beating him, beat Mega Man 3. You just, like, saw I, the Matrix. You were like, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I am Keanu Reeves. Uh, yeah. So, so before this, I was, I was like, well, I think I like Mega Man 2 more than Mega Man 3. Uh, because I was actually able to. Because you could beat it. it. Yeah. I didn't get, yeah, I didn't get stuck on it. And, and I'm not going to say a game is better if I can't beat it. You yeah. know what I mean? I can't, right. I can't judge it unless I'm looking at the whole game. So, but now that I've beaten this, I'm like. It's actually pretty good as well, and the, like the the fights are like really interesting, and uh, and really difficult. So I got through that, and now I'm stuck on a uh, or a, no, actually no, no, I was stuck on a boss in Mega Man Four. I was I was stuck on Ring Man, and then I don't know what the heck happened. I I like I just survived again that one too, and beat him. So uh, I'm still working my way through Mega Man Four. So if anybody hasn't played uh, the Mega Man games. Mega Man Legacy Collection is like 15 bucks on uh, 3DS digitally or on Xbox One or PS4. I don't know if it's on PC, um, but it's really, really good. And it's got a lot of cool stuff on it. Um, I picked it up on 3DS as well so I can play on the go. Nice. And I just don't like it as much as using my Xbox One Elite controller because it's the greatest controller ever uh, ever conceived by man. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. amazing. Uh, so Judge, basically that... Coming off that, that really quick with... Um, yeah. Have you guys noticed that like when you take a break from any sort of specifically gaming activity for me, it gets so much easier. Like when Vault of Glass and Destiny was new, me and my, you know, five friends, my raid team, we all night, like six hours trying to kill Athion, the last boss. Like Mm -hmm. we knew what we were doing. We knew how to do it. But like 
over and over and over and over wipes. And we were like, look, guys, whatever. Let's just take a break. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll come back fresh. We'll give it a few attempts, see what happens, you know? First attempt on the comeback. Easy as can be. I really think that, like, gaming fatigue is a thing. It has to be. Right? Yeah, because, like, you guys have both had that happen, right? Oh, yeah. Where you're like, it's not give a break, and then boom. It's not just that. There is actually a psychological principle, and they've done studies on sleep uh, patterns and things like this, and this is where some of my schooling is going to come through. Uh, But there's actually... There's actually a part of our brains that that trains us with our dreams. So, like, you can go... Like, they, they've done tests about, like, they'll have you play a video game of, like... Of, like, playing a skiing video game and trying to do the slalom properly and go in between the flags and stuff like that. And they'll they'll drill you, and it'll be, like, hours and hours and hours that they'll, they'll, they'll do it. And then you go to sleep, and the person will, like, maybe dream about doing that now maybe they remember it maybe they don't we don't remember most of our dreams but everybody dreams every night you just don't remember it and then they wake up they test them first thing in the morning and they always test better like always and it's because it's and like that's uh there are theories out there of like that's why people have dreams in which they're chased all the time or that's why you have dreams where like people are hunting you and trying to kill you. It's your brain and your body trying to train you so that when you get into that sort you're of a like circumstance, a ninja. you're ready to you'll go. be able to do it. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh my it's god! It's like a survival. It's a survival thing that even you're un, even when you're unconscious, you're still trying to better yourself. So and and you know whatever you believe about you know you know whether you believe in gods or whether you believe in evolution or something like that. I think it's a really interesting thought that that sort of thing happens now i don't know if that's the way all the time but i know that like uh i play the drums and i've played the drums since i was like 10 years old um and i play every week uh, but that wasn't always the case uh sometimes i would go for months without being able to have access to my drum set and when i came back after like a prolonged break i was always faster i was always better i was always able to do stuff that I wasn't able to do before. Um, and I've always been curious about that sort of a thing. And I didn't know whether it was just because when I listen to songs, sometimes I'll play air drums. And since I actually know how to play the drums, playing air drums is basically the same thing. The only thing is the drums aren't there for me to hit, but I know where everything goes. Yeah. So like me playing air drums is basically the same as practicing playing the drums. That's weird to think about. You know, yeah, so makes sense. You know, uh, or, you know, if you sing, if you sing along with stuff in the car, like, you're going to be better, you're going to be stronger, you're going to be able to sing longer and stuff. And then if we've got that, if we've got our minds thinking about other things, maybe there's some sort of something processing in the background. But So I have this, like, anyway. superpower from uh, biology to allow me to train in my sleep, and I get better at video games. That's what it's like. You, you are going to be the best <laughs> Destiny player, <laughs> but only while you sleep. That's yeah. terrible. Come Evolution on, has brought us to this point. <laughs> it Come on. Works, it, I mean, it works. It works on other things besides that. No, just you're, for me. It's just games for me. And you, you're Martin. a more, you're a more charismatic person than you were yesterday. Maybe, maybe if you have maybe. dreams about talking to people. Yeah. But only over, <laughs> only over Xbox Live Chat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're only better at talking to trolls. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's funny. So you were saying yeah. you were playing something else. Uh, yeah, well, okay, so I, I've recently, as you guys know, uh, you know, I recently built the PC, I got into PC gaming, and I was really, really excited, uh, I started surfing around Steam and, uh, and GOG, which is good old gaming, 
I think. Yep. Good old games? Yep, good old games. I think it's good old games. Uh, anyway, so I I, I said that with authority. I, I don't know. I yeah, think it's well, good old games. <laughs> if we don't get sued, then we'll know we're all right. Yeah. Uh, so, so basically my eyes uh, caught sight of something that was a, a throwback. A, a throwback in, you know, put me in a time machine, sent me back to when I was in high school, playing a really sweet game. Back when they were called, building the pyramids. Back when they were building the pyramids. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I know how it was done. I just haven't told anybody. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, so, and, and it was a game called Knox. Okay. Uh, which is a top-down action RPG. Um, not really like Destiny, or not Destiny, uh, Diablo. Okay. But kind of. It's, it's way more fast-paced, uh, than Diablo. Um, but it's also, I don't know, it's just really different. But I was really, really excited, uh, and so I, like, installed it. You know, tried to get it up and running. Problems, 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 problems. It wouldn't work. Uh, and so uh, GOG has a, a policy of, you know, if we can't... They won't do a return after a certain amount of time like Steam will. Yeah. But they have something where it's like, if you can't get it working in the first 30 days, we'll just refund you your money. If we can't get it working as well. And so I found out um, after talking to somebody that it doesn't work with my operating system. Oh. And 10? I'm using Windows 10, and I'm like, you gotta be freaking kidding me! Yeah, come on. What year was, is the game it was, from? It was. Oh, it's like like early '90s. No, no. How the heck old do you think well, I? You am? said it was like Diablo. I assumed it came out around the same time. No, no, no. no. It was like 2000. And... Oh, so you're talking like Vista? That weird. Yeah, that's period like pretty like... new. <laughs> no, but you know what? It's weird. There's like a lot of games from that era that, like, yeah. because of where Windows was at, they like don't run properly. Yeah, I got. Halo Two's that way. Yeah. Hold on. Let me let me uh, let me look this up. Give a quick Googs. Yeah. But it Nox. but it's on. Oh, it's Nox on... got an eight point nine on IGN Editor's hey, Choice. Wow. Excellent, excellent. But it's on Steam, right? All right, good old game. Release no, date: on, yeah. February of two thousand. Okay. okay, so it's a 16-year-old game. Yeah, so that was what? that's got some time. That was XP. So, I mean, you could run, probably run it on a VM if you really wanted to play it. Yeah. I mean, they gave me a refund for it, but I still got it installed on my on my machine. I haven't uninstalled it yet, so... Hmm. I don't know. We could try it on something else, but... Yeah, play around with it anyway. if you really were into it. Yeah. That sucks, though, that you didn't get to play a little uh, snippet of your past. Yeah, it's beat. Yeah. But anyway, if you're so, I just wanted to put out a recommendation. This is a freaking fantastic game, and it's actually it's it's kind of funny, as well. Okay. Um, it's got it's got like just the opening is like the opening gives you an idea of like what you're gonna get into, um, but it's a really it's a really cool game. So if you have an opportunity to check out Knox and you have Windows XP still installed, <laughs> yeah. give it a chance. Yeah, if you if you get a chance to try it out. Try it out. It's a fun game. My buddy uh, Drew Lamara and I used to play it. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Drew, Drew. Lamara. Yeah. <laughs> living, living in Pennsylvania now. Oh, what up? Uh, yeah. He was in the Army? Navy? Air Force? Some One sort of, of military. He was in the Armed Forces. Blessed military. To, to, avoid, to avoid insulting all of the men in blue men slash and women. green men and slash women. gray. Men and women. Men and women. In what blue I say? Slash, you, you said, said men. and men. You're misogynist, but it's okay. We got you. No, no, Missy. No, Drew is a dude. That's what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, no, yeah, we know that. 
I we're talking I mean, about I, what? I, I Wait, you know, are we sexist, Chris? Because we assumed that, it, that Drew he was, was a, man a female. By Drew? No, we assumed that he was. Yeah. Yeah. We assumed. Oh, that he was a I man. see what you're saying. God, we're the uh, worst. <sighs> look, man, there's a lot of assumptions flying around all over the place. So let's just calm it down. Calm it down. All the people in the armed services, we thank you. We thank you for your service, and we hope that you enjoyed Knox when you were in high school as well. Exactly. <laughs> and if you didn't, go get a copy. It's like $5. Um, so uh, anyway, playing. So that's not all I've been playing. Okay, I spent excellent. the majority of my time this week dipping into a little spookiness oh. called Darkest Dungeon. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I wanted to hear about this. This seemed cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is very, very cool. Okay. So I got... I So, like... Okay, so... Just delete my previous comments about this game and my previous so-called knowledge about this game. Because let me tell you, I've touched the eldritch truth. And I now know what this game is. I, and I, it is awesome. I don't know what eldritch truth means, but that's cool. To any, to any Lovecraftian uh, fans out there, you'll know what I'm talking about. All right, well. So previously, Bloodborne was like, I was like, this is a Lovecraft game. But let me tell you, Darkest Dungeon gives it a run for its money. All right. As far as being Lovecraft as all hell. Is that a selling point for you? Do you really enjoy that type of storytelling? Or is I it just know, interesting? I didn't know that I did until okay. recently, but it is... It's becoming a thing for me. Okay. Um, it's just it, the, the central ideas of like Lovecraftian uh, horror are that um, the pursuit for knowledge isn't always a good thing. Yep. And that there there is some knowledge that you can gain that changes you in a very real and negative way. Uh, and basically, one of them. Uh, one of the books that he wrote, I think it's called A Call from Beyond, uh, is basically the main character has a friend who's been into like fringe science for a long time. Um, and he hasn't talked to this guy in a long time. He kind of withdrew from him. Uh, but basically, he kind of touches base with this guy. He gets a, he gets like a frantic phone call and, uh, and uh, he ends up going down to the guy's house. And... Um, Basically, this guy has invented something that lets him see things that are here, but we can't see. Okay. And so it, it he basically turns this machine on, and all of a sudden, he can see all of these crazy-looking creatures that are existing in the same space that we are. So, like, they're all, like, overlapping, bulbous, creepy-looking, sinister creatures, and then they're like floating through him and like they exist in the same space that he does all the time. You just never see them. Okay. And like that knowledge and the knowledge that if these things see you, they'll just consume your life essence to fuel whatever, you know, they're just, they're, they're just, they're indifferent to you until they notice you. And then once they notice you, you're basically just food. Like you basically are completely meaningless. It's like that sort of knowledge of like your of like mankind's actual place in the universe um, that is like horrifying. Yeah. You know, so like if you had to live with the knowledge that there were creatures stalking you that you couldn't see ever and like that was just your life from then on, you know, or that there was like different crazy... It, there's there's a whole lot of stuff that goes into this, but it's basically like there are creatures that are so powerful that even you knowing about them will destroy you. Okay. Um and that's that's like a lot of what Lovecraft is. 
It's like just horrifying things happening to people just because they knew something or saw something or heard about something. Just quick uh, aside real quick. Have you yeah. have you started watching Stranger Things? No. Okay. You should do that. It's on my list. We, like, we've got You should do it soon. I'll just leave it at that. We're, we we're, we're we're finishing up season six of Game of Thrones. We're on like episode seven. Oh, okay. we're good. We're gonna okay. finish do that. that out. Do, do that. that. We're gonna finish that out, and then and then I I'm also I think wrapping up Daredevil season two, uh, and then I'll and then I'll start on Stranger okay. Things. Good. It ties into that. That's that's the only reason I asked. But okay, back cool. to Darkest Dungeon. Sorry. That sounds awesome. <laughs> so okay, so Darkest Dungeon is a it's 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 a different type of dungeon crawler than I've ever played before. Um. So basically, you start out, and I think you got like two guys, but it it's kind of a roguelike. Is it is it like party based? Yes. Okay. Single player though. It's party based. What's that? Single player though, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Party based 100%. RPG. Gotcha. Yeah. So basically, what you do is you you start, and I start, and I had two characters, uh, uh, Renault and Dismas. Uh, Renault is a knight um, with armor. And Dismas is a guy who has like a gun. Okay. So you've got you can take four people with you into the dungeons, and based on what abilities they have, they have like so like you ever played a Final Fantasy game like the old ones, the mm-hmm. old ones where it's like you have some people front row, some people back right, row. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, everybody in this one is in a line. Okay. So like front to back because you're walking through and it's a side scroller. Turn based. It's turn-based once you get into battle. Okay. Yeah. But you're walking forwards or backwards in the hallways. Now, there are two primary meters that you have to concern yourself with, and this is where Darkest Dungeon starts to differentiate itself from other systems. So, like, you've got your health, which is fine and dandy. Everybody knows about health. You lose it all, you die. Hey, health. not exactly. (laughs) Everyone knows about this system, but not really. (laughs) Well, I mean, everybody knows about a health-based system. Yeah, of course. It just... It's pretty straightforward in this one, but there are like there's like a wrinkle. A few caveats. Um, gotcha. Just one, really. Uh, in that, like, when you get to zero, you don't die necessarily. When you get to zero, you're quote at death's door. Okay. And then any hit that you, anytime you get hit while you're at zero health, it, there's a chance that it will kill you. Okay. RNG. Uh, but. Yeah, but when you get to zero health and uh, there's a possibility for you to either do one of two things, either like rally and gain a positive attribute or fall into despair and gain a negative attribute. Gotcha. And this also has to tie in with the stress system, which is the secondary system along with health. So you've got your health and you've got your stress. And as things happen to you, so like if you're... There are certain types of attacks. Like, just getting hit by, like, a sword or something like that is not going to increase your stress. Okay. Uh, but getting, like, there are some enemies that have, like, goblets filled with blood. And one of their attacks will be to throw it in your face. Okay. That's going to increase your stress. Yeah. So, um, did you catch that, Chris? No, I'm sorry. I've had a cold Literally for, like, a week. I'm just trying to... Okay. <laughs> so basically, basically what I was saying is there's a health system, there's a stress system. Okay. So if you get hit by like a normal attack, it's not going to stress you out. It's not going to add to your stress meter. 
But if you, like, there's an enemy that has, like, a goblet of blood, they throw it in your face, that's going to increase your stress. Okay. Your stress meter goes up pretty steadily, and it goes up more the further you are into the dungeon. Your stress is increased by several factors. You have to take food into the dungeon, and you have to take torches into the dungeon. Because they're not kidding when they call it Darkest Dungeon. As you walk, your torch diminishes. And you'll get certain effects based on how dark it is or how light it is. The lighter it is, the brighter you keep it, the easier the enemies are, and the more stuff you're going to find. Okay. The darker it gets, the harder the enemies are, but the better stuff you're going to find. Okay. So That's like, kind of a cool system to do. Yeah, that. it gives you an incentive to make the game harder. Yes. But let me tell you, after playing, I've played this game for six weeks in in game time uh and which i think means that i've done six missions and gone back i think they roughly estimate that it takes about a week to do a mission okay um and then between each mission that you go out on um and it'll be things like explore 90 percent of the rooms in this keep or something uh and then once you've achieved that goal you can continue exploring or you can warp back to town typically I if typically once you've achieved the goal there's not a whole lot that's going to hurt you in the dungeon because you've already beaten most of the people uh, so I'll typically just look around but then I kind of found out that I'm you're not really missing out on anything by leaving straight away gotcha. most of the time so then I'll just go back well if you're if people get too stressed out they start to develop fears and different things like that. So, like, there's there's this one guy who, um, uh, Renault, my knight, uh, he started with a quirk that was, um, he prefers, uh, like he relieves more stress when we get back to town by praying. Okay. So, then I went and I stuck him in uh, to pray after a particularly stressful mission. And then that solidified, but not as a positive quirk, as a negative quirk. And it became something where now he can only relieve stress by praying. Ah. So, like, there's, there's like, evolving. meditation. Yeah. There's meditation, there's prayer, and there's flagellation, which, if you don't know what uh, flagellation is, it's when people, like, scourge themselves. Like, they take, like, a whip with, like, stu- they'll whip themselves and hurt themselves to kind of make up for their sins. Yep. Penance. It's a, yeah, it's one of the, it's one form of penance. Yeah, and so then there's so there's like there's like the church where you can do those three things, and then there's the there's the the the, the inn or whatever the the bar, where you can go and you can drink, or you can gamble, or you can go to the brothel. And so each of these things they cost a different amount of money for you to be able to do them, and they have different effects. So like. It's not always a a best clear path kind of thing. It doesn't seem to me like there's any that are better than the others. Um, One of uh, uh, Dismas, the guy that that uses a gun that I stick more in the back row because he prefers to do that. Um, A quick touch on that. Based on the moveset that your uh, people have, which you can change, Mm -hmm. they will prefer to be at a certain point in the line. So like... Renault is a knight. He's got a lot of melee abilities. He prefers to be in the first two slots. But if I change his abilities, he may be like, okay, now I can actually... I actually really want to be up front, or now I can go maybe be the second person in line. Okay. 
Um, and then my gunner wants to be, you know, further back. And there are certain there are certain moves that can only be used when you're in a certain position. And there are enemies that can jack with your position. They can, there's one that's got like a tentacle attack, and it like pulled my enemies, pulled my my party from the back to the front. And then all of a sudden, they can only use one of their moves, and they can't use their best. Ones. Oh wow, okay. that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So then there's other things that we can do. Like there's a whip attack that I have that like can jack people out of order as well. The enemies, because the enemies have the same restrictions that we do. Gotcha. But when you kill people, they fall down into a dead body. And the dead body is in the position that they were in. Ah. So, like, the idea of, like, attacking a dead body to destroy it so that it brings an enemy closer to me is a strategy. Okay. And then there are certain abilities that will clear a dead body or that will clear all dead bodies. So, there's, like, a lot of stuff going on. Real deep. There was a religious character that I had that had a heal. She's the only person that I had uh, that I had a heal with. And so I used her for like a whole, a really long run. And she got really stressed out by the end of it. And she ended up developing, uh, she was the type of person who would normally uh, pray. But the, there's a caretaker that, that is like kind of overseeing the village before you get there. And whenever you go back to town, he's using one of those things. Okay. So like I came back and he was in the prayer room or he was in the meditation room. So I couldn't put her there. And she gets more stress relief from that. So I put her in the brothel. And then after she got done being in the brothel, I came back from the next mission. And she got a negative quirk called, um, I think it's called love interest. And so now she'll only go to the brothel, even though she gets more back from meditation. Gotcha. So like there's a bunch of weird. Yeah. And then I had one of the guys uh, gamble and he got hooked on gambling and he actually got kicked out. So now he's not allowed to gamble anymore. But he's but he's addicted to gotcha. it. Gotcha. Oh jeez. That's and then, interesting. And so after that, he uh like he kind of cooled off on that and then I sent him to the bar and he got drunk and then he just left town. He disappeared. <laughs> so I didn't have access to him. Wow. And I, he's still not back. That's I crazy. don't know where the heck he went. So yeah, so like and each week that more people come in on a wagon and you can like pick them up and you can upgrade your ability to recruit more people per week or have a bigger roster. So like you start off and basically what you have to do is you have to, you go on a mission, you come back, you put the people that you just got off the mission uh, with. If they're, if they're, if you don't have a way to relieve stress, which there, there are ways to do it. There's a jester character that can play his, his, uh, his loot and that will relieve a certain amount of stress. Every While turn. you're in the, Dungeon? While I, you're in the dungeons, okay. yeah. So that I used that a lot um, in one of my runs. And so then I was able to come out of that run and then use my characters again the following week. But some of them were pretty jacked up, so you want to take a break. Because if, gotcha. they, if they cap out on stress, the higher stress they get, they'll start, like, yelling weird things. Like, they start hearing voices and stuff, and they start yelling about it and, like, acting really strange. Where they'll ignore your orders or they'll pass on one of their own turns. Uh, and like as they do that like they'll scream about hearing somebody behind them or like saying no I'm not going to kill the people that I travel with and that increases the stress of everybody in the park. Oh my god that's awesome so it starts like a cascade failure effect it's it's nuts like this game is crazy yeah it's super deep it Um, sounds like yeah and there are certain types of attacks that give more stress so like there's, there's there's like a sorcerer uh, and it like summons tentacles that appear from nowhere and like hit people from above. 
and that is a really stressful. So it increases their stress by like 29 or something. Whereas a normal, like, like a, like a goblet of blood to the face would give you like five or six stress. Gotcha. And, I mean, we don't want to go too goes, deep into it, but yeah, I died. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. but like you get the idea yeah. and it's, it's, it's fun. It sounds and you keep awesome. discovering weird things and you know, you can open up different parts of town and stuff like that. But anyway, so I'm, I'm really hooked on it. I just beat the first boss and, um, and almost all of my people died. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> I, I I pulled through by the skin of my teeth because it was it was uh, the first boss is a necromancer and he summons three skeletons and you kill them and then they collapse into the bodies that they normally do. But then he's a necromancer, yeah. so the next attack he does raises them all back up to life. Gotcha. And he pushes himself back to the back of the of the line, so he's really hard to hit if you don't have range characters. Gotcha. Uh, so it just it was just an uphill battle the whole time and he's getting stronger and stronger and like your guys are getting more and more stressed and freaking out and wigging out and like maybe attacking each other and stuff like it's it's crazy like if you like RPGs and you like like old school RPGs it's it's not it's not and here's the thing it's not old school like it's not it's not like uh, like eight bit or anything like that like the art style is beautiful like it's uh, it's all it all looks like hand drawn and stuff like it looks gorgeous. Old school style um, RPGs, I guess. Sorry. As far as as far as like the basics, but man, the the gameplay has been refined to such an extent. Like I I couldn't even believe it. And I think this was like a Kickstarter game or something. Um, That's great. I know it's indie. Some I know it's of, extremely indie, but they did some sort of a some sort of a crowdfunding campaign. Anyway, so I just wanted to say, if you're into like RPGs at all and wanna wanna see a really cool twist on like. An old, maybe early, like maybe Final Fantasy One, uh, you know, type thing, but in, from a from a different from a different sort of a format, and with a lot of really really cool ideas. Like, check out Darkest Dungeon. This game is really really cool, and I'm definitely gonna be playing a whole lot more of it. So awesome! I highly recommend it. Sounds Marty, great. what do you uh, what do you had going on lately? I was in the little No Man's Sky funk, doing that, uh, playing. A little bit more than I, I wanted to. Like, I just felt like I needed to play it. And then I was just like, yeah, whatever. So I, I jumped back on WoW. And I've really been enjoying WoW um, since the pre-patch. They really hit it right. Hit the nail on the head with the with the um, quest lines. With the lore. Bringing all the feels really quickly. Um, yeah. I'm Those not, videos in the uh, on the, the the scenarios that they did, yeah, are really really good. Yeah, so there's like an hour and a half quest line that um, kind of bridges the story between the current expansion and the one coming out um, really soon. Now uh, comes out on the 30th of August, so really looking forward to that and just kind of getting all my ducks in a row to uh, to jump jump headlong into WoW, which is probably going to be mostly what I play for uh, for a little while. It's always consuming at the beginning of an expansion so that's that's really it i've i've kind of been reading more uh this week been uh reading seven eves uh finished it actually it's uh a neil stevenson book came out in 2015 and it's absolutely amazing if if you guys like sci-fi um like sci-fi as in like near future it's not like exploring the galaxy like ender's game or yeah no it's it's near future it's i mean the first line of the book is the moon exploded so it's like (laughs) it's 
it's right. It gets going. It, and a lot of Neil Stevenson books are slow. Um, that one's not. It, it really picks up. It has uh, amazing through line. And I get lost in some Neil Stevenson books sometimes. I kind of get like, I lose the thread, if that makes sense. And, and this one just kept going, kept me on the path kept me intrigued 100 percent and uh was really fantastic so i do recommend it if you haven't checked it out it's uh it's on audible it's it's really good on audible so uh yeah give it give it a check and that's pretty much all i've been doing sweet i uh got a short little short week nice yeah so uh what's what's up in the news i know there was some destiny stuff some more uh not a ton but just a little more leaks about rise of iron stuff yeah, I think they announced today some of the uh, some of the new stuff they had coming out for that. Um, they finally announced that they're releasing a bundle that is basically just like all of the Destiny DLC. If you haven't picked it, any of it up, like any version of Destiny up at this point, um, you're gonna be able to pick that up. I think it's like yeah. fifty bucks. Yeah, which is really really good value in my opinion. Oh my god, yeah. I was saying to um, a guy I met in the fire team from like a mutual friend. Um, on uh, Sunday, he was. I was like, I couldn't imagine picking this game up even now, and just being like, "Oh, here's all the stuff you have. Like, here's just all everything you get to do now." Yeah. And uh, he actually said he got it like a month ago, and he's just blown away. The the thing that I have a problem with doing that now, though, is like nobody's nobody's doing Vault of Glass, like nobody's doing the Crota. No, like, no. So it's. It's cool that you can go back and play the, through the story, but there is no story until you get to the Taken King. Right. Really. Right. And then and then Taken King's pretty amazing, in my opinion, for story and for gameplay. So it's like it's cool that it, it's fifty dollars to get you to where you need to be to enjoy the game, but the contact there is never gonna be the content, excuse me, is never gonna be up to par with like what it was. No, and you know what I mean? Like it's and never one gonna of the- be like new you know so. yeah one of the things he was saying he really liked about it was that he'll like if you go into like a strike playlist he'll yeah you know he went through all the taken king stuff and just kind of focused on that um but when he started doing all those he realized how much content there was that he hadn't even touched yet yeah and then he was yeah. he's on uh, dad's of destiny so he started reaching out to some of the guys on there saying you know has, if anybody's been thinking about picking this up let me know and now there's like a group of them that are kind of going through the game together that way. Awesome. Yeah. That's really so cool. That's a cool that's way, a to, great go way to do it. Yeah. And it's cool that there are places like that to uh, to jump in and yeah. find like-minded people and people that are in your same position. Um, what do you guys think about Rise of Iron? I know we kind of talked about it uh, last week, the week before, but what, what are your opinions? I know, Brian, you said you're not really coming back, but... Um, I mean, unless they do something really spectacular, it, for me, it, it's kind of... It's kind of like wow, except like I, I'm not really in the mood for the the gameplay loop okay. of Destiny right now. Uh, but like, anytime there's an expansion now, granted, I didn't do this for the last two expansions or maybe even three expansions. Oh for wow, yeah. Um, but um, <clears throat> but typically when there's an expansion, the idea for me is. Uh, at this point in my life, since there's so many other things that I want to experience and play, I don't want to just sit and do the same stuff over and over again. So maybe I'll go through, I'll you know I'll play these things, I'll uh, you know I'll I'll get up to the level, I'll do all the you know the instances, um, I'll do all the raids, just to experience the content. And then if it doesn't hook me, then I'm out. Um, 
but I, I don't know if Rise of Iron's doing anything different. I haven't really listened to anything, just because the, there's there's no real draw. I don't feel anything drawing me back to Destiny. Now, if we're all going to play together, I think that'd be pretty awesome. That's uh, probably, the, you know. yeah, that's probably what's going to draw me back in. Like, Josh has been, I mentioned it the other day in the, the Twitter chat that, you know, I was yeah. thinking to do it, and our friend yeah, Josh was, uh, um, he streams it pretty frequently. He is like, he's like the he guy. He's like, straight crazy for Destiny, yeah. which I do not understand. But I mean, yeah, he, he also good on him. Like, to each their own. Yeah. He also has a, a random Disney podcast we should probably plug. Uh, it's called The Main Street Bugle. I did not if know you're that. you're into Disney. What do they talk about? Yeah. Disney. No, but like like <laughs> movies and stuff? That's cool. Yeah, like everything. Everything Disney. So check that out if you're into Disney. He's Wait, what is it guy. called? It's called The Main Street Bugle. I'm, yeah. I'm subscribing to this right now. Yeah, Josh is a great guy. Check him out he if you're into... A great guy. Uh, Disney, so uh, yeah, that, that's a little fun. Tidbit. And if you're into talking about things that are not Disney, stay right here. Then uh, <laughs> definitely subscribe to the platformers now on iTunes and Google Play. Yeah, and all and wherever and everything, and wherever whatever podcasts. else I signed us up for. <laughs> yeah, wherever podcasts are listened to, you shall find. What is us. it? What is it? What is it now? So it's it's SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Google Play, and Stitcher. And there was one more. I don't even remember the name of it because I don't think they ever like confirmed that we signed up for them. Are, but I had never. Are we heard on of Zune? Them. Are we on the Zune marketplace? Zune? Yeah, you can listen. <laughs> don't joke about Zune marketplace. All right, I beat that drum real hard. When you Microsoft can go to our GeoCities page. My buddy Aaron had a Zune. I did. You too? can check I us out. Th- you can check us out I'm on MySpace. Um, so on yeah. GeoCities. <laughs> GeoCities. On 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 uh, on AOL Instant Messenger. I'm gonna blog yeah, about yeah, yeah. on my Zanga. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what else do you want to talk about, friends? You want to talk about our live journal? Hey, George R. R. Martin still has a live journal, so it's still relevant. <laughs> All right? It's still relevant. George still Railroad relevant. Yes. Martin. Just like George Railroad Martin blogging. is still relevant. Hey. Hey, uh, you don't, so, you so don't Chris, talk smack. From, from what I understand, you wanted to hit us with a new segment. I did. I wanted to try something out this week. Um, so, as we record. We'll see if it works this Tuesday of August the 16th. Um, these are some of the... Um, I wanted to kind of plug some of the deals that I found on the internet um, for just games and accessories and just random crap that I tend to find whenever I'm like just trying to kill time. Yeah, and we'll definitely now, throw Chris, these... We'll throw these in the uh, description of the SoundCloud, right? Yeah, we can do that. Throw the, yeah, throw them into the... Uh, throw Brian some more work. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> it's just it's now, really just URLs. <laughs> now, now, Chris... Now, Chris, uh, as an uninformed uh, listener and observer of this podcast who has nothing to do with it whatsoever, can I assume that by listing these games and the fact that they're on sale, that this is a recommendation of the platformers to go buy and play these games? Um, I would say the recommendations of mine, because they're ones that I pick, but... <laughs> This is only on Chris. Yeah. We have nothing to do with I don't with know this. about the collective whole, and I, I mean that. So this is... So why don't we call this... Chris's uh, deals. Why don't we call this <laughs> section Chris's picks and deals of the week. There you go. Oh, that's so cute. And I then like in it. subtext, nothing to do with Martin and Brian, and if they're terrible, don't blame us. Yeah. Yeah. I like and it. In, and in, and in I, no, this, I will kick the off The subtext is, if I hate these games, trust me, you're going to hear about it. <laughs> I will kick off this segment with... Uh, there's a lot of deals with uh, LEGO Dimensions, year two... 
that have hit Amazon. Oh, God. Okay. Boo. Strong start. <laughs> so, the- uh... <laughs> There's five packs available at the launch of year two for Lego Dimensions. If you go to Amazon, you can pre-order them for 40% off. Oh. Um, among them are Ghostbusters Story Pack, Harry Potter Team Pack, A-Team Fun Pack, Mission Impossible Level Pack, and Adventure Time Team Pack. That one I'm so, the most excited for. Yeah, Adventure absolutely. Time, baby. Do you need... Hey, th- so the, there's you're a talking about game, Adventure right? Time. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> I was going to say, you're talking about Adventure Time, and it, I don't know if you guys heard that clattering. Yes. That happened over there. That was my two cats, uh, my white cat Finn, and my orange cat Jake. Cutie. Why you gotta bring? Why you gotta bring Making race into this Adventure Time joke? Why has it gotta be about color? Why has it gotta be about because, color? Because because Finn has a white hat and Jake is orange. Okay. In the show, but Jake's right. a dog. Anyway, what were you gonna say, Marty? Yes, and Jake <laughs> acts like a dog. He plays fetch. <coughs> he growls. That's pretty awesome. I was just wondering really if I, uh, you know, a, a little Martin wanted to get in some Lego Dimensions. How does one go about this? Do I? So, uh, you definitely you need to get the starter pack uh, okay. for Lego Dimensions. That comes with the game, um, and then it comes with the portal device. Um, what they I actually they announced like the portal gun. Yeah, like, it comes. Well, like they portals have a portal, and walls. And there's stuff? a portal level pack. Oh, I'm you in. Can get it. Let's go. Um, but uh, if you get the year one bundles, and it was weird because I think it was like last month. They were really trying to sell a lot of them, and they had dropped the price to like forty bucks. And I was trying to figure out why. Here today, they announced that um, you can get if you get it on PS4, you get Supergirl um, with it as well. With and apparently, it's the only place you're going to be able to get her. Um, so she's going to be bundled lame. with okay. it as well. Um, so yeah, you need to get the the story pack, um, and then any other level packs will give you like um, each level pack is typically like an extra hour and a half of a. Uh, like a story-driven experience. Um, and then you get a character and a uh, vehicle and stuff like that. You don't have much, to buy that, though. How much uh, Mundo do these level story packs come? Um, typically, the f- so there's fun packs. They're about, um, I think it's like, I'll do manufacturer's suggested retail price. Gotcha. So they're seven ninety nine. dollars um, okay. The team packs, I think, are $19.99 normally. Mm-hmm. And then the level packs, they used to be $30. Now, I think they have lowered that, or I think maybe they were $25. Um, this one's saying now that it's $17.99. Oh, wow. Um, and now they've introduced what's called a story pack, which is basically, um, it's like a whole game, but they're just selling it as a pack, and you basically plug it into LEGO Dimensions, and then you just buy those instead of buying a good disc for a LEGO game. Okay, how much if that makes sense? are those? $60? Those, they're 30 bucks. Oh wow, that's yeah. not bad. And it's more or less a full Lego game. That's what they've said. What's cool about it is, um, they actually oh, they brand come new, with. I'm assuming? What's that? Their the story brand packs. New. Yeah, this yeah. is the first time they're doing it. Okay. Um, what's really cool about it is they actually come with pieces where you can customize your portal. Um, so like the Ghost back, Ghostbusters story pack comes with one where it's like um, a Chinese restaurant. Oh, that's awesome. Um, kind of like the new Ghostbusters. And then yeah. there's, I think there's one for uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find okay. them. They're coming out with well, one. Well, I'm in. Yeah. So All they're right, on sale. I might have to pick that up. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a good find. But I'm a big Lego Dimensions guy. Um, another big one that um, I found today, I tweeted this out, um, a PlayStation Vita um, Wi-Fi. It's uh, 100 bucks. It's on eBay. Ooh. It's manufacturer something. refurbished. Comes with a 90-day warranty. It comes from... Geek deal, I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's a Vita. If you've ever thought about buying is this one, the just slim buy it. or the fat? This is the fat. 
Okay. This is, so the, this is the OLED screen. Yeah, this one. is the OLED. So shorter battery life, but really nice screen. Um, I definitely miss my OLED. But my right, good, good deal, good deal. I don't at all. In my opinion, the Slim is way better. Um, PC people, there's a new Humble Bundle. Um, oh, okay. Ooh, this, what, what's, what's going on here? This is the... Okay, I don't know what... The, it just says Humble Indie Bundle 17. This comes with League Thul League, The Beginner's Guide, Gallic Z. Um, if you pay $10 or more, you can get Nuclear Throne. Uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Oh. Octodad Dagley's Catch, which is... I love that game so very deeply. Um, That's great. Super Time Force Ultra. And then they still have more games that they have to announce. Awesome. Super Time Force Ultra is a fantastic game. That game's game. great. I played it on a... I think it was free on Xbox at one point. With like games yes, it was. Old. And it was... Awesome. Yeah, game. I mean, great. it wasn't the ultimate edition. wasn't free. It was the regular edition, but it, that game was right fantastic. Uh, that's that's funny because Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time is definitely my pick. That game is fantastic. What is that? Like a brief it's, synopsis. It's like a co-op game where you're <laughs> managing a ship, and like you got to manage your shield. It's like a directional shield, or you got to shoot. Somebody's got a pilot, and you can like move around to the stations. So it's have you played? You can only uh, do a certain amount of things at the same time, but yep. you're being attacked and stuff. Have you ever played yeah, Aegis Wing crazy. on Xbox 360? It was a free game. I have not. Okay, it kind of sounds like that. Similar. But. Yeah, it's it's cute too. Like it's funny and cute. It's uh, definitely a co-op game. So that's yeah. cool. If you got somebody to play with, check it out. And then two major ones I just wanted to bring up. These are the last ones that I found just off the cuff. Um, they're both on the PlayStation Store. Um, there's a Telltale sale where it looks like everything but Batman, or a large majority except for Batman, is on sale right now um, for super-duper cheap. Is it, a, is it a big bundle, or can you individually pick and choose? You can individually pick and choose. It's like 20... It's probably like 30 different games. Or 30 That's different awesome. Like bundles. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's a lot in there. Um, and then there's a Rockstar sale as well. Um, one thing in here Ooh, that I, I, I uh, want to get... What is it? The Warriors on PS4. I didn't even know oh, that they ported that. That, movie, cool. that movie and gamer is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So oh, I've never, I've never done anything with that. Yeah, I'll have to good. check that out. Maybe I wish I had beer uh, bottles. Oh, bullies on PS4. Also, what? Oh my god. What? No, speaking, it's not. Speaking yeah, of Rockstar, no way. I'm looking at it. Oh, that's so awesome. Sweet. Sorry, Brad. Played- speaking of Rockstar, <laughs> I was just gonna say I started Red Dead Redemption this week. Oh. oh. Okay. Have you never played so, it? So. No. Oh, Brian. I haven't either. You're in well, I tried and it, it didn't grab me. Oh god, it was just a what bad time. It was lives? a bad time. I know. Okay, get get back in now that it's it's backwards compatible. I know. It I is, will it is. That's, send and that's you where the I'm disc. Playing it. it was like seven dollars on Xbox 360, and it's backwards compatible. So yeah, I picked it's it perfect. up. Um, you like it? And it came it came with uh, I think it came with Undead Nightmare, which yeah. I've heard is really good. Um, so I so far. I like it. The controls are a little weird, but uh, I'm just getting used to it. Uh, the whole thing is, is that like, uh, like you're watching Game of Thrones season six has kind of like consumed our life, so I haven't played a whole lot of it uh, just because we're trying to get past the last couple episodes to be caught up on Game of Thrones. Yeah, and because it's, it's like it's it's really good. Get so. caught up. Get caught up. It's fantastic. I'm on season yeah, three. So what? I'm so I may have more to say about uh, about Red Dead Redemption next week, um, but yeah. All right. Awesome. Hey, I make no promises, but I would love to maybe do like a interstitial episode. Maybe me and you, Brian, uh, chatting about some Game of Thrones once you finish. I know it's a little late, sure. but I'm sure there's a ton of people that are finishing and uh, maybe want to, you know, have some friends to chat about it with. So uh, that'd be sure, cool. Yeah, maybe 
look that works. forward to that maybe later this week or next. Sure. All right. Sounds great. Yeah. Anything else we would like to talk about? Is that all the deals? Yeah, that's all. I. Uh, those are the most notable ones I found this week. All right. I like it. Okay, man. Well, uh, action as always, packed, as they say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> always. Always action packed over here at the platform, as you guys know. Yeah. They- so, as we said, uh, as we said earlier, uh, we're now on iTunes. So you can look us up in podcasts. You can search for the platformers. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on SoundCloud. Wherever uh, you would like. Any, Chris? We're all over the Dagum Internet. Share, yeah. subscribe, follow us on Twitter um, at all Podcast Pod. Yes. That's that is not. No, that's not it. Podcast at Pod. Platformers Pod. Sorry. At Platformers Pod. We're like we're at in podcast a pod. pod. At podcast and we're pod. a platformer. Yeah. At so at Platformers Pod. Uh, you know, if you are interested in anything, you want us to check out any games. Yeah, you can definitely talk to us what there. We think about all that sort of stuff. Uh, I am at Ribnax, R I B N A X. I am at Shrives93, S H R I V E S 93. And I am at Podcast Martin. There you go. Oh, man. So this has been episode seven of The Platformers, and we are out. <laughs>